Thanks for tuning in to the All Things Melanin Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, like this week's episode, and share with a friend. Now let's get into this week's episode. Hi, I'm Shelby. And I'm Erica. And welcome to the All Things Melanin Podcast, where your certified hype women are getting you through the week. Be sure to subscribe so you'll never miss an update. Erica. Hey, girl. What's good? What's happening? What's popping? How you feeling? I always want to say it at the same time as you, but I just let you have it. Thanks. Um. <laughs> I appreciate it. I'm feeling good. Um, why does January feel like the longest month of the whole entire year? Um, um, because it is the longest <laughs> month of the entire year. And then you have February and you blink. And you know what's petty about February is what? that it's Black History Month and it's the shortest, shortest month, month of the whole right. year. Right. Like, hey, but that movie by Issa Rae, Photograph, is coming yes. out. Hey, we want to see that for real. Yes, I want to see that. Me too. I'm so excited. Oh, pause. I saw Queen and Slim on Bootleg, Don't Tell On Me. Um, And it wasn't good. I, well, really? I didn't like it. I, I didn't watch it because I saw the um, I saw how it ended in the comments. Yes. I feel like they kind of copied a, I don't want to spoil it for nobody, but they copied a, a certain movie by the name of Set It Up. Or set it off. Set it off. off. Yeah, somebody Um, said they died, and I was like, I don't want to watch it no more. It just wasn't what I thought it was, but I was always going to watch it because I really like the actor. What's his name? Daniel? I forgot his name. But, um, yeah, he's kind of cute. Do you know he has, like, a British accent in real life? Isn't he from Britain? I don't. I never knew. I I think he's from overseas. I don't think he's from here. Well, I saw him do an interview. He was, like, talking, like... Yeah. A British accent. I was like, wait, hold up. <laughs> like, <laughs> but yeah, I saw that. I didn't really like it. But um, yeah, I can definitely see Photograph. Um, I look, that looks like a cute movie. I'm usually not like a I am girly romantic film person. I'm usually like, I want to see somebody getting murdered. So you want to <laughs> see Bad Boys 3? Yeah, I'll be in there. I, actually, I really want to see that too. That looks mm-hmm. good. Yeah, that I looks do. like it's gonna be good. I'll oh probably I'll probably go with my parents to see that because yeah. they're obsessed with Martin and Will. Together. I think it's gonna be. I think it, that first of all, the trailer was lit. Yes, I'm excited. They that did was like one, one last ride. I was like, let's do this. Yes. Like I'm in the movie. Bad boys, bad, bad boys. <laughs> what you gonna <laughs> do? <laughs> um, but yeah. So yeah, we can definitely go see that. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm I don't really got nothing else. Um, what's going on with you? So I have an announcement. Dun, 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 dun. Wait, let me do a drum roll. Can so, hear this? I have been working on something for the past like two to three months that is like a passion project for me. And so it's one of, it is the first thing that I've actually done by myself and I've stuck to. <laughs> what is it? What is it? What is it? So your girl has officially launched her own travel agency. Yay! So I am a travel agent. I am an independent travel agent. Ooh, ooh. And you can book all of your travel with me at www.brennatravel.com. Bam. B-R-E-N-N-A. Spell it, girl. T-R-A-V-E-L. Bam. But no, I'm like so excited and I've been so nervous to like, I guess like launch it and to step out on faith and to just like do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But anybody that knows me knows that I love to travel. Um, I book a majority of the trips for my friends. <laughs> and I don't know, like, I'm just really, really excited. And I have peace about it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to, like, really help people create, like, one-of-a-kind experiences and to see the world and travel the world and teach them how to do it themselves. Because I feel like traveling is the one thing that when I invest in, I never regret it. Yes, I love to travel. You know? Yes. So I'm 
so excited. Well, that is great. Congrats. Well, I mean, I already knew this, y'all, and I already told her this, but congrats. And um, catch flights, not feelings. <laughs> yes. We are catching all type of flights. Yes. Literally. So I'm so proud of you, friend. So mm. on a good note, we'll get into our dating and relationship segment where we are discussing. Okay. Here's the question. When dating, is it ever okay to ask a guy, what are we? Why or why not? Yes. Let me tell you why. <laughs> I'm crying. Um, <laughs> ladies, in 2020, we asking questions. Yes. We're not assuming. Boom. We're not trying to trap these dudes. Oop, we're is. not trying to put words in their mouth. Nope. We're getting it from the horse's mouth. We're asking all kind of questions. And if he don't want to answer it, you don't need him, sis. I, I, can we say that again? Uh-huh. I'm just trying to say, <laughs> like, I... I'm the type of person, like, I love to talk in different things like that. But, like, sometimes I get really nervous about asking a guy a question. For instance, mm-hmm. I was talking to my friend one day, and I asked him. I was really nervous to ask him something. I was like, hey, can I ask you something? It was kind of, you know, it was a little deep. He was like, yeah. He answered the question just like that. And I was like, Shelby, that wasn't so scary. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes as women, we're scared to ask a man a question because we're scared we're not going to get the answer that we want. Yeah. Sis, ask the question. Yes. I would rather know. Even if it's not what I want or to hear or it's not the answer that I want, I would rather know and not assume. Because I don't know about you, but assuming drives me insane. Yes. And then I'd have made up a whole scenario in my head. Yes. And he was chilling. Yes. <laughs> or this is what we do as women. We ask a question thinking we already know the answer to it. And then he blow your mind and say the opposite. What? And then you think he lying because he didn't give you the answer. <laughs> it's like, I've done that ma'am. too. And then you keep asking him and he look at you yeah. and I do look at you like, I just answered this question. I know. Now, like, if we feel like you lying about something and we're asking you a question, you. it's because we already know the answer. Listen, like, that is the key. The the whole key. Um, But keep that on here. Um, So, yeah, but I think, yes, it is always okay to ask. And like I said, like you said, I think we are afraid or some of us are afraid to get the answer. Mm-hmm. But why ask if you don't want the answer? Just right. like don't go looking for it if you, you don't, don't want to find it. I think you have to be prepared for it. But I also think as I also think as w- while we're dating, I don't know why I can't talk while we're dating. I think it's important to have open dialogue with the person that you're dating because I think a lot of times we have surface level conversations with the person we're dating and we don't get to the nitty gritty look I don't got time to be playing with you yes if I'm being honest I don't have time to play with you I don't want to play games with you I don't have the time the space or the mental capacity to do so so I need to get to the nitty gritty I think that I don't think you can grill a man I think you got to be real don't do that don't grill a man let's just take that off the board don't do that but I think that you can have a conversation with him and I think that you'll be able to tell a lot about I think you'll be able to tell a lot about a man or if he's for you can he hold a conversation man does he even because a man that can't hold a conversation is a man I don't want nor need yeah because I can okay I'm not gonna say that but that's the man I don't want or need (laughs) I was gonna say something that was not very nice but whatever And then, go ahead. I lost my thought. I was just laughing. I was just going to say that um, also on top of if you ask him a question and you get an answer, not only be prepared for, like, how you're going to receive it, but, like, if he gives you the answer that you don't want, what are you going to do with that information, right? So I don't think that you should just be out here willy-nilly asking, asking the guy something and you ain't really prepared to hear no answer. Yeah. Because what if he gives you the wrong, well, in your book, the wrong answer, and then you still going to stay with him anyway? 
Like, then it's like, well, what you asking for if you're not, like, he told you from the beginning, this is what it is. And then yeah. 10 years down the line, you're like, well, why you ain't never married me? I told you that I didn't want to get married. Yeah. Like, that kind of thing. I think a lot of times we think that we can change men's minds or that we can persuade yeah. him to no do what we pay. want him to do. And like Erica said, that's a no for us. Mm-mm. You can't you can't change a man that don't want to be changed. A man has to want to change on his own. Yeah. I think one thing that I'm learning is that it's okay to ask him questions. Yes. But I got to be ready to take, which, like you said, what he says at face value. And then if it's something that I don't think I can live with or that I want, I got to be ready to make a move. Yes. You know, I don't think, I think a lot of times people will stick around waiting for somebody to change. But if that's not your person, you're wasting your time. Yes. And I think if you're going to ask, I think also when you're asking questions, I think especially when you're first dating, I think you got to ease into those questions. Mm-hmm. I mean, sis, don't just ask him on the first day how many kids he wants and does he want to be married on January Girl. the 5th. No. Girl, no. Please, no. <laughs> but I think that you can ask, you know, certain questions, different things like that. Okay, so... um, Last year, on one of the first dates that I went on, um, believe it or not, the person that I went on a date did most of the talking. They did a majority of the talking. And so one thing that I've learned is since I talk a lot, I've when dating, I'm really aware of how much I talk on a date, if that makes sense. And so I wanted... He let me talk. I want to put that out there. But I wanted to give him the floor to be who he was and to see what type of things he talked about and to see what he told me. And I feel like he gave me, like, so much information. So I want to say this from the most kindest spot in my heart, ladies. Like, sometimes we got to shut up to get some answers and to learn how to learn <laughs> to know a man. Like, I learned so much about him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, Shelby, like you've never left a date knowing this much, but you gave him the opportunity to talk and to be who he wanted and to share what he wanted to share. And I've noticed that like he'll tell me more and more things and different things like that. Like for instance, he has a daughter, so he told me a lot about his daughter and the dynamic that he has with his the mother of his child and the dynamic of his family and his daughter and different things like that. Those are all important questions. I don't think I would have gotten as much information if I had drilled him versus if he just told me about it all willy-nilly. So that's what I mean by that, kind of yeah. like as an example. It's definitely about how you ask, not, like, you don't want to, like you said, drill them because um, you're going to not get a whole answer or a genuine answer. But also, um, I used to think that, well, if I got to ask you what we are, then we ain't nothing. Like, that's yeah, I used what I to think used to too. think. But I don't think that there's anything wrong with asking. But I do also think that men always make it clear. But we're the ones that um, will complicate it sometimes. Like a man will show you exactly what you are. Mm -hmm. Or he will even tell you. And in my experience, he will even tell me. And I'm still thinking of something else. It's going to be something else. Yeah. And that's how, like, I had gotten to my situationship because I actually did ask him. and And he straight up told me and then I still stuck around. Well, that was my yeah. dumb fault. You know what I mean? Like, so I used to think that, you know, well, I shouldn't be asking you because I should already know. But yeah. it's like, no, sometimes you do have to straight be direct, but there's a way to be direct. You yeah. don't have to be like, so what are we doing? Like, it's yeah. been 11 months. Like, what are we doing? Like, you you yeah. shouldn't have, I, I don't think that there's anything wrong, wrong with asking yeah. now, but I used, used to think yeah. that there was. And I 
think a lot of times we know deep down what it is. We just want confirmation. Yeah, exactly. And I think... I think we have to get over the fear of being afraid of how he's going to respond. Because I think it's better to know than not to know and to waste your time. Because a man is going to let you do what you allow him to do. Yes. So if you let him drag you along, he's going to drag you. Mm-hmm. If you just keep having sex with him and you ain't nothing, then he's going to keep doing that because you're a willing participant that's laying down. Yep. You know what I mean? So I think that you have to know what you want and what you're going to stand for. But I think that when you ask those questions... You got re- you got to be ready to pull up or leave if it's not what you want. Yes. And I think sometimes we think that we need to wait around or there'll change or he didn't mean that mm-hmm. or he was just trying to call your bluff. One thing I've learned about men are men are pretty blunt people. That's what I was saying. They make it clear. Like even if they aren't saying it, they make it clear. Because I know clear. for me, I'm like, what I learned with, past relationships is like even his indecisiveness was a decision like your indecision to be to decide is your decision yeah if it ain't yes it's no if it ain't no it's It's yes. yes like but I just had to learn that by going through it and I was just like okay I was one of those on with this particular guy I remember we went on our first date and he was already talking about like what how he wanted to be married at 25 and he wanted to have children at 27 because his parents were older and he was the youngest of the kids like this whole thing so I was like you know what he really focused on what he want boom year later still ain't your boo thing like yeah what are we doing and yeah. so the fact that I even had to ask that this yeah. is my mindset the fact that I even had asked that I asked it too late knowing like you said I already knew the answer yeah I asked it too late but I already knew like it's been a year like we ain't doing nothing yeah so um I think that is always you want to make that clear first because right now in my journey I want like I always say I want your intentions to be pure like yeah. whether it's just you just trying to hit or you really want to make this yeah clear. I need you to tell me that like yeah. I definitely agree I think on the other side of that kind of what you said like I um was talking to this guy in college, and I didn't ask. But I feel like I knew deep down that, like, that's not what he wanted. Like, mm-hmm. he just wanted the benefits of kicking it with me and hanging out with me and mm-hmm. all the other things. And his actions clearly showed that he didn't want to be in a relationship or he didn't want a girlfriend and he didn't want all those things. But me being me was like, oh, okay, I'm smart and I'm intelligent and I'm pretty and I'm this and I'm that. Like, he going to change his mind or he's going to come around. Right. And sis, I want to let you know after a year and a half or two years, he didn't come around. Girl. And so I said that to say, A, I should have A, I should have asked, even though I already knew. And B, I should have walked away, like, a lot sooner, you know, than I did. Um, but the crazy thing is, it's not really that crazy. <laughs> Fast forward four or five years, your boy hit your girl up, of course. Of course. And... I was talking to two of my best. I was talking to my best one of my best friends about it, and I was like, you know, the crazy thing is, when I met up with him and I had a conversation with him, I pretty much told him what point I wasn't in my life, and we had this whole disagreement, and he got upset about me with something or whatever, and I was like, I'm not saying that you're this type of person. You said that. Mm-hmm. I just told you what I'm not gonna do and what I'm not gonna pick like put up with. Like, that's on you to take that how you receive that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I would just, and it was crazy. I was sitting there thinking, like, okay, 22-year-old Shelby and 27-year-old Shelby 
it's 27 year old Shelby's not taking shit. Like, she's not doing it. <laughs> and I was just sitting there, I was so proud of myself. And I was like, Shelby, at 22, you would have, 22, 21, you would have never. Yeah. You would have never stood up for yourself. You would have never said anything. You would have never asked questions. You would have never let him know what it was. And he's a good person. He's a smart person. He's a great person. He's just not my person. And it just, and it's crazy. It took me five years yeah. to get the courage to say something and to speak up. And I had peace about it, you know? Mm-hmm. And that goes to show that, like, a dude is going to treat you how you allow him to treat you. And whatever yes. you allow him to do, he's going to, he did what I allowed him to do. Mm-hmm. Because I never said that that wasn't okay. I never said that he couldn't do that. I never said, you know what I mean? Yes. So that's why I think it's important to, ask questions and I think it's also important I think when you ask questions and you start a conversation you have an open you, you have an open dialogue but you also start to establish credibility and trust and loyalty and all the found all the things that build a really really good relationship because you can't build anything if you don't talk about nothing you don't know yes. what the other person is expecting yes and you have to know what you want yeah and um because I've been in situations where like I knew what it was and I just didn't care. I was yeah, just I was true. like, I know this is never gonna be anything. Like we just here. Like hey, sometimes you know what? Sometimes you just need somebody to call and rub your booty if we just Sometimes you do. Um but there's also this guy that I had a crush on in college and I would never forget I we had this conversation and he gave me this whole like well you know I'm just trying to concentrate on my you know PA degree blah I blah blah that. I ain't looking for no girl right now but we can chip no okay so cut to me going into the campus library to print something off um I saw him walking down the little double staircase in the library holding hand in hand with his girlfriend I'm like ah good morning Tay. <laughs> You know, dudes will really try you. How you doing? As if we're not going to find out. Yes. It's not in the P.I. If I really want to find something out, Man. I can find it out. I've had to roll up to Nationwide Insurance before. When you told me that, that had me on the floor. Y'all, San Antonio saw the worst of me and my Mustang. <laughs> um, because <laughs> a lot happened in San Antonio. But y'all remember the story I told you about? My ex that um, was long distance and he came in town. I dropped him off at the airport. He told me, I don't want to be with you no more. And I scurried along in that little Mustang. <laughs> this other dude, I scurried along to his job. He worked at Nationwide Insurance. If y'all ever want to give us an uh, ad, don't <laughs> judge me. Um, but <laughs> he was not answering his phone when I was trying to have a conversation along these lines. Like, hey, what are we doing? Like, And I honestly, I felt like he was doing something wrong. And I was even petty. Y'all, I'm exposing my craziness. But I'm not like this anymore. This was like 15 years ago. Um. <clears throat> You are not that old. I made a uh, fake profile <laughs> on Twitter <laughs> and followed him and was like, ooh, do you have a girlfriend? <laughs> he talking about no. That's when I pulled up to Nationwide. <laughs> I was like, oh, so, so. Like, and he, like, the thing is, I was like, hey, trying to play it cool. Like, hey, can you come out and whatever? He's like, yeah, I'll be out there in a minute. And then I just snapped on him to where he never came out. Well, he was and like, you should have waited till I got outside. I, I couldn't hold it. So guess what I did? Scurried off of my little Mustang. <laughs> Good <laughs> Mustang was getting it. It's been through some things. I had to get rid of it. <laughs> but no, seriously, I was just like, I never want to be in that point to where, like, I already know the answer. So yeah. why am I pushing it past the limit? You know, yeah. thinking that it's going to be something different. When you already know. know. You know what I, else I hate now that you said that made me think of something? What? I hate when I ask you a question and you didn't lie. And I know you didn't lie. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you still continue to lie. Mm-hmm. Girl. That's what I'm saying. I was talking to this dude. 
And if you know me, you know I like them six foot and dark, six foot and dark skin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to them dudes make me mad. <laughs> and so he had lied to me. And because he was talking to other people. And, so when I first met him, I was talking to other people. And I told him that. But he told me he wasn't talking to other people. Come to find out, he had liked me for a long time. Like my freshman year, but I wasn't studying him. And my friend finally introduced me. And the crazy thing is, I really didn't even think he was attractive when I first met him. But his personality, once I learned, was dope. Long story short, shout out to Bobby. Bobby came to my dorm room one day. And she was like, hey, I need to talk to you. And I was like, okay, like about what? Long story short, she was telling me that he was talking to this other girl. And she showed, he showed, and the crazy thing is, like, he ended up getting us, like, the same thing for Valentine's Day. And I guess splitting his time. And he had, the whoever she was, she had pictures with him or whatever. And so my friend showed me the pictures. And I don't know why I just didn't ask him. I rode around UT Arlington looking for him for an hour <laughs> and a half. I was livid. Uh-oh. And the crazy thing is, I text my friend. I said, hey, can you send me all the... Because I didn't know the girl at the time. Come to find out, she was actually cool with my homeboy. And my homeboy told me later on that she had asked who I was, but he didn't know why. And so he said, I'm sorry, friend. I was like, what are you sorry about? Like, you didn't do anything. And so I told my friend, I said, hey, can you send me all the pictures that, you know, you showed me? Girl, why did I sit there in my room and make a whole picture collage? And I sent it to him, and it didn't have no words. And I put my phone on, do not disturb, and I went to sleep. (laughs) I woke up to, like, eight or ten messages. Mm -hmm. And so when I went over there to talk to him because he kept blowing up my phone. Of course. I said, I was like, you called me over here because you said that you could explain to me how this wasn't what it looked like, but you ain't said shit that makes sense. Girl, I was living. I love that it ain't what it looked like. Sir, it is what it is. So I said, and I'm petty, I had time. And I was, because mm-hmm. I was in my head, I was like, he's six foot, I can't swing on him. I'm like, it's not going to do nothing. He's from the hood. <laughs> like, he's going to block my shot. Um, you don't condone violence, so you have to sit here and be upset. <laughs> and then, you know, when I left, he had the audacity to ask me for a hug. Oh, my gosh. Mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. You didn't set up here and lie. Got caught trying to look pitiful, and you want me to give you a hug, and I just want to punch you in the face? Mm-mm. No, sir. Girl, I was livid. I was like, you know what, girl. I remember one of my ex um, ex's roommate at the time. He was such a player, like for real. Like anytime I was over there, I would just see these different type of girls, and I was friends with. Hey, girl. Hey, Sarah. <laughs> hey, Boo. Hey, Brittany. You know. Um, but it wasn't my business. But there was one particular day, like, they lived in a townhouse. So, like, I walked up the stairs, yeah. and this girl was sitting outside of his bedroom door closed, like, his roommate. So, and I was like, girl, what are you doing? She was like, we just got in an argument, and he told me that he just needed some time to himself. So, I'm going to sit out here. <laughs> what? What? You can't take your ass back in here. <laughs> what? Been like, first of all, what? And, and to now looking back on it, I'm like, girl, you know he wasn't, like, nothing and so why are you sitting outside his door like like why do we do this <laughs> like we know he's not have you ever so crazy over dude and he was like man yes i'm like what was i doing girl that's hilarious i mean we all had our little crazy streak like we had girl i and- remember there was one time my high school sweetheart let me tell you i let it man i did and i remember um his dad wouldn't really let him go places or do anything but so he didn't go to my school but he went to this other school, but he lived right in front of my uncle. 
And so my mama used to let me go down there, and my uncle would just tell me to be back by a certain time. So that was his concern right I'm there. Crying. <laughs> but he, I just remember one time my mama wouldn't let me go down there. When I tell you, and you know how my mama is, I don't know what spirit came over me, but I went off on my mama. Like, <laughs> I did. I was like, apparently, this is what my mama told me because I forgot these events. <laughs> my mama gonna tell me I went off of her and I told her that I didn't understand and I didn't want and she didn't want me to be in love and how could she do I'm this crying. to me and you just don't understand and you're so mean and you don't want me to be with my man. I was going off on her and then Eric, I had the audacity to go in my room and slam my door. Girl. And you know after that she let me go down there. <laughs> She's like, And this then she crazy. was like <laughs> My mama said you acted so crazy that I, so her best friend was Mich, was Chanel's mom, Miss Young. Mm-hmm. She said, you acted so crazy. that I sat there on the couch and said, maybe I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I am tripping. <laughs> so she gonna call her best friend talking about, and tell the story talking about, am I tripping? Talking about, no, nah, what the K. <laughs> I said, and I'm like, now I said, mom, why you didn't slap the shit out of me? She said, baby, you was so in love. You wouldn't have cared. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't, talking about, it wouldn't have hurt. Talking about you was just so sprung out. Girl. I said, I can't believe you let me go to tell my baby. I just thought you were going to burn down there. <laughs> <laughs> so now when we talk about stuff or people being loved, she's so petty. She be like, you in love once upon a time? <laughs> or you must know how that feel. <laughs> or who I, oh, I don't want to go through this again. That is hilarious. Like, we really, when we really be thinking, like, we really in love. Well, I mean, it's love for what you knew it was at the time. It did. I love that man. And oh, it's like you just don't know what, what you're you going to do because your emotions are involved. Right. And you like this person and you love this person. Like, it's just you just don't know how you're going to react to stuff. Girl, so that's I, why I'd be like, don't try me. Ain't the one, the two, or the three. Girl, I've acted. Um. I acted. The only person I've really <laughs> acted crazy over is my high school square. Like, I acted insane over him. Like, I was going to have him. Girl, it's been I don't got a him. wild ride. But thank God. <laughs> yes. We can do that. <laughs> Girl, I told him I, he popped up on my Facebook. I was like, he ain't missed no meals. Girl, don't you hate when you see like an ex you was like so crazy over and you're like, oh, thank you. He was real Jesus. fine back in the day. And I was like, <laughs> you know, the one thing, this is random. You know what everybody always comments on that haven't seen me in a while? I feel like people want me to be fat so bad. I'm crying. <laughs> they do. I saw this meme that said, black people, <laughs> you gain weight is not a greeting. <laughs> Oh, my God. Or I'm just trying to get like you? Yes. <laughs> no, but girl, I'm <laughs> telling you, like, looking back at my dating, I don't regret anything that I've ever done or anybody that I've dated or talked to because I feel like it shaped my perception of dating. And mm-hmm. I think now I'm finally at a point where I can appreciate a good guy and a good man. And I think I'm finally at a point where I can stand up, not stand up to a guy, but I'm okay and confident in asking him questions and having an open dialogue with him to see if he is for me. Yeah. And I'm okay with walking away if it's not if it's not serving me. Yeah. And I think as women, if we're not getting what we really, not necessarily what we want, but if we're not getting what we need in the essentials of a relationship, I think we got to be okay with walking away. Yes. Because being with somebody, and we say this all the time and we preach it, and I'm going to keep hammering it. Like Being with somebody that is unequally yoked can ruin your life. It can. And it will ruin your life. Like, that's the, I feel like, in a sense, marriage is a business. So if you don't go into marriage with the right business partner, you're going to fail. 
Yeah, and that's so hard because, like, that's when, you, like I was saying, like, love and emotions and you think it's going to be one way and it's not. Like, you have to go into the right, go into it for the right reasons, obviously, but also know your standards and, like, don't settle. Like, yeah. when I used to always hear people like, oh, I'm not settling, I'm not settling. I'm like, oh, your expectation's a little too high. Like, no, but I, I get it now. Like, when you really know what it is that you want, and it's, like, realistic things. I'm talking about, like, yeah, realistic things. Um, Don't settle, because there's been times I've been in a situation where I'm like, I know good and well this is not what yeah. I want or what I deserve. Yeah. You have to know what you deserve, too. Yeah. So. I think, okay, so let me put it in perspective like this. I was at a point where I was just kind of like, as you know, like, oh, my gosh, like, are there any good men out there? Are there any men that, like, I would like? Mm-hmm. I kid you not. So I met up with a friend a while ago. And we just reconnected and we were talking and different things like that. But I had forgot just how much of a gentleman and just how cool he was. You know what I mean? Like, he's the type of person that, like, opens your car door, pulls out your seat, and, like, he was just really engaged in conversation. And we had, like, the best conversation about life, about vision, about jobs and what we were doing and working on and projects and different things like that. And I just remember getting home after whatever, and I was just like, wow. There are literally men like this that are gentlemen, and there are literally men like this that take the time to listen to you and to hear what you said because he heard what I said. He listened to what I said, and he was into Like, he wasn't listening to reply. He was listening to really just listen. And I think for me, that was a reminder, like, you say you want somebody that's a gentleman that opens doors and that listens to you and supports you. Like, I felt like that was God saying, okay, there are men like this, but are you going are you going to have the faith to wait yeah. on what I promised you? Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's so true. And I think we can leave it on that word because I ain't got nothing else for that one. Child me either. <laughs> the pastor is back. So... Uh, let's move on to our next segment, which is called the journey. So, um, this is when we talk about our journey to building our brand, all things melanin in 2020. So, um, we want to talk about being busy versus, versus being productive. So let's talk about what's the difference between the two and what are ways that we stay productive? I think... I think when you're busy, you're just doing things and you're not really getting anything accomplished. You know what I mean? You're just Mm -hmm. doing different tasks. I think when you're being productive, you're writing things down, you're you're prioritizing them and you're knocking them off of your list. I think, so I think that's the difference. I think ways that we both said that we stay productive is we write everything down, we prioritize it and we knock it off the list. But we also split things up and then we help one another, you know, when we can't get that done so i would i guess that's what i would say yes i i i say this sometimes but sometimes i have to catch myself because i i can't stand it when i'm like oh i'm just so busy well busy doing what like you said what have you accomplished today yeah what was it that you actually got done and i think when you do prioritize and you break down the tasks that you can realistically get done that day or a couple days or hours or weeks then that's when you're productive. And I feel more productive when I just get those, like, one or two tasks done yeah. versus, oh, my gosh, I didn't get all this stuff done. I'm working on five different things at the one time, and none of them are done. Yeah. None of them are completed. And I think sometimes, too, the opposite of that is if the tasks, how, if the tasks are big and I feel like I'm rushing through it and just being busy working yeah. on these big tasks but not taking one step at a time, 
I think that's more productive to take it one step at a time. Break down that task. Yeah. Like, if I know I got 15 errands to run over the weekend, I ain't getting all 15 errands done today. Yeah. Like, I'm just busy running around trying to do stuff and didn't even get everything that I needed. So, I think um, just I'm the type of person to write everything down. Like, if I don't write it down, it's forgotten. It don't exist. If it's not my phone calendar, it doesn't exist. I mean, from work to personal life, like, I'm writing it down. So... If you're the person that doesn't really write stuff down, write it down. It makes it so much easier. Yeah. I have reminders on my phone. Like, um, I have notes in my on my computer, like a notepad, like everything. I'm like, okay, this is what I'm going to do today. Knock it off. And then sometimes I have to train my brain to not think that I'm not productive because yeah. I didn't get something accomplished. Yeah. So um, I think that's the difference. Just prioritizing your tasks will make you productive versus busy. I agree. Because the busier you get, quote unquote, the more productive you need to be. Like the the more things that you have on your plate, the more productive you need to be. So I think that that um, divides like success versus unsuccess. Yeah. Because you got to get this done. Yeah. Especially with having goals. You can't just be busy doing everything else and you're not really being productive and accomplishing your goals. So let's start off, you know, the year right with... The appropriate goals and production and 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 that's it so <laughs> um so moving on to our next segment which is the mentor moment this is where we read a letter or dm that was submitted to us from one of our listeners and we give them our advice so it says hi erica and shelby i'm at a crossroads in my life right now and i've really been working on building myself up my personal brand and climbing the corporate ladder the more i excel and the perks I receive and I can't help but wonder who is really for me in my life and not using me for what I have how do you know if someone is genuinely genuinely for you or just playing the field like a leech Mm -mm -mm. well (laughs) I think for me um I'll say this in the last couple years I've really um I guess dealt with friendships and different things like that. And I think the dynamics of some of my friendships have changed and evolved. I think I've learned, like for me personally, like the more you elevate and the more you excel and do and just live life, everybody's not going with you where you're going. Everybody can't be attached to you. Everybody can't be your friend. And I think first and foremost, we need to realize that certain friends are only for certain seasons. Mm -hmm. Certain friends only teach you certain things. And that's okay. I think we got to stop holding on to dead weight and to dead friends. And sometimes you not being friends is you not even falling out. Y'all just aren't equally yoked. You have to be equally yoked in your friendships too. And I think a lot of people don't understand that. That's the first thing. The second thing, I think that if it's something that's just, I feel like it's something that you feel in your gut and your instinct and things aren't adding up. That's the person that you need to distance yourself from. Because one thing is I can't stand a person that always has their hands out and that is a leech. I think in friendships you're supposed to uplift each other, hype each other up, and do what you can to be a good friend. But I think each person has to put in work. Yes. It can't be you just leeching off me. And it can't be you just hanging on to me and what I'm going to do. Because I need you to be a whole individual to be my friend. I don't want no weak people on my team. Yeah. I don't want no leeches on my team. I don't want nobody that can't can't hold themselves that can't hold themselves down on my team. I'm not saying like I think in friendships like there are definitely seasons where you're up and down. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying a person that's dependent on your success. That is not the type of person that I want around, and I don't think that's the type of person you should want around. 
I think that in your gut, if you know that this person isn't for you, I think in your gut, if you know this person is really just around for what you can do for them, like like you couldn't rely on them to do what you're doing for them. I don't think that's the person that you need. And I think you need to demote and cancel as needed. Yeah, I think once you really take a step back and analyze the friendships that you have, it'll be so apparent to you um, from if you ever... Sometimes if you ever fall on hard times and you need them to be there for something or you need to borrow something and they're not there for you, but they're always trying to borrow something from you or need you to be there for them, that's your clear sign right there. But also, I'm the type of person that I don't want a bunch of yes people around me. It really makes me uncomfortable and it feels like you're not genuine when you're if i'm out here reckless and being crazy and you just let me be out here and be reckless and be crazy like i need for you to be like girl you better than this this is not okay like what are you doing like yeah don't do this (laughs) like i need those type of people around me and i think that sometimes when you reach that pinnacle of success or you are climbing that corporate ladder and people want to have what you got yeah but also there's a bunch of haters at the same time who actually want to you know that thing like keep your um, enemies closer yeah that's the kind of thing because i remember shelby when me and you worked um together in corporate we moved up the ladder quote unquote and there were people that like hated on us and yeah. i'm like in my head i'm like corporate wise like it's all a game like if you really wanted to figure out how we got up here which we did it genuinely and it was all god's favor to be honest but how we moved up here like i would be trying to be like you know what girl what was your strategy how did you do yeah. this like we could work together as a team that way. But some people are so busy hating on you that they just want to leech off of you. And yeah. it's like, you got to be, leeches are haters too. So yeah. I think, um, I don't know why I just thought of this, but like celebrities like Chris Brown, for example. Obviously, I don't know him personally, but he has had so many reckless moments. And it's like, okay, yeah, the pressure of fame and all that kind of stuff. But, what but it's your like friends? your friends around you, are they just chilling up in your house? Like, you hear all this stuff about celebrities like, oh, I, my house got broken in and stole my $100,000 $100, chain. Well, how'd it get in your house? Sometimes it's an inside job, yeah. right? So you got to, like, protect who you are in that manner, too. Because people are just trying to wait Le- for the moment yeah. to get what you got. And that sucks. But especially the more you succeed yeah. and the more that they, oh, can you pull me up? What's that saying you always say about the boat? Like, people are poking holes in your boat like yeah. you gonna sink if you carrying all these people this is not Noah's art like you gonna <laughs> carry too many people and the thing yeah. gonna sink so I just would say that my advice would be like just evaluate your friends it'll be evident to you yeah. like who's really there and especially when you go through hard times it's really gonna expose the leeches oh yeah for sure yeah. like that's something that I do regularly like I always evaluate my friends that's probably weird to say no I mean but I do it all the time you have to, and, and like I say, you want to make sure you have the right people around you. They can literally, depending on who you have in your life, like, it, it can literally, like, I don't know the words that I'm trying to say. I realize that I've had a lot of friendships in the past that have drained me. Yeah. And if you feel like it's draining you, that's probably not yeah. your genuine friend. Yeah. Or one-sided, it's yeah. probably not your genuine friend. Um, or always want to check on you and you feel like it's not genuine. I've had yeah. people just try to check on me. I'm like, this is not genuine. Yeah. Like, this is random and you just want to see where I'm at and what I'm doing. Yeah. I've had that happen too. Mm-hmm. But I think for me, like, in this season, 
in the past year or so, I've really, I've become a vibe person. Because I guess for me, like, I, I'm so, quote, productive. <laughs> and I have so much going on and I'm always doing something now. That now that when I do have the time to hang out with my friends or to be around other people, I can tell when that energy is genuine. Because I'm so tired or I'm just so overworked that I just want to have a good time. I can tell if that energy is genuine. I can tell if you really care. I can tell if you really rocking with me. You know, just in day-to-day lives, like, I can tell you who actually check up on me. I can tell you who actually, you know, when I talk to them, has a conversation with me, who has my back, who has all of these things. And they're, and they're people that show up to be my friend every single day. Yeah. And I think that we forget that we got to show up to be a friend. And I'm not a perfect person, but I do try to make a conscious effort to be a good friend because I want good friends. Yes. So I just need people to keep that same energy that I give. Right? Because <laughs> we, we don't accept nothing less. No. So, you guys, if you have a question that you want us to answer or you want our take on, email us at allthingsmelanintv at gmail.com or slide in our DMs on Instagram at allthingsmelanin underscore underscore. So we're going to leave you with words of encouragement. What you got, Shelby? So our words of encouragement come from Galatians 5, 22 to, 20, 22 to 23. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, in our lives, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. When I think of this, I think that sometimes we forget that God places certain things and good things in our lives or inside of us. I think sometimes we search for love and joy and peace and patience and all these things in other people but did you ever search for it in yourself right and i think that we forget that these things are in us because we haven't done the inner work to be the type of person who displays this fruit to other people yes if that makes sense Mm -hmm. i think for me i used to compare myself to a lot of people are like, why can't I have a light like that? Why can't I have peace like that? Why can't I have joy like that? Why can't I have love like that? But I didn't, I wasn't able to see this type of, quote, fruit in my life until I became the type of person that deserved to bear that fruit. I didn't see this type of fruit in my life until I worked on myself. And I just want to remind somebody that at the end of the day, like God places everything you need in God places everything you need in yourself to be everything that you want to be. You just have to do the inner work to get there. And you just have to be, you have to show up as the most authentic version of yourself every single day to reap the fruit that God has given you. You don't have to compare yourself to Sarah, Betty, or Susie. Like, we got to stop that whole comparison game. Yes, Like, I do. think that if you if you have time to be envious, you got time to work on yourself. Yeah. You got time to do the inner work. And I think that sometimes we forget that God put certain spirits and fruits and traits in us that are going to change the world or that can impact somebody and sometimes I forget we forget that sometimes we're the only light that people are going to see in the world we're the only Christians and godness that we're going to see on the world so instead of hating and worrying about what Susie got going on there like you need to do the work and see what God placed inside of you to do the work that he called you to do yes preach what I one thing I get from this too is that these fruits of the spirit obviously come from the Holy Spirit. So what that tells me, because personally I will share that I've been challenged with joy recently. So I, I, what I've realized is that these fruits of the Spirit, are you able 
to have these fruits of the spirit despite your circumstances. Yeah. If you're having a horrible day, are you still able to show someone patience? If mm-hmm. you're having the worst day of your life, are you still able to be kind? Yeah. If you have if you can't stand what's happening in your life right now, are you still going to find peace? Yeah. Like it's very the the real challenge and real faith is to pull this whole these fruits of the spirit out of you when your circumstances are not at all what you want. Yeah. So, of course, if I'm having a great day, yeah, I'm going to be kind to you. Yeah, I'm going to be patient in traffic. Yeah. I'm just chilling. But what about when you're but not your ha- best self? Yes. Am I having the worst day of my life? Am I still going to be able to show you love? Yeah. Right? So, I think that's what I get from it is knowing that this is from the the Holy Spirit and not out of our flesh. Because a lot, I've just been challenging myself to stop living in your feelings. Yeah. Like, you upset one day. That don't mean you got to be mean to the man at the red light. He right? do nothing to you. Why are you honking at him? Like, it's just, that's the kind of thing, like, you have to just recognize that this comes from within in the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And um, I just, I'm just going to work on that. So. Hey, we all a work in progress. Friends. Yes, we are. So, <laughs> everybody, bow your head, close your eyes. If you're driving, sway with it. <laughs> Heavenly Father, we come to you as Umbos Winnie Hall. Thank you for each and every person that has assembled to listen to this podcast. Today we come to you, Lord Jesus, and we just pray that each and every person can do the inner work to be the best version of themselves. We pray, Lord Jesus, that they will recognize the fruits that you have placed inside of them. We pray that they will recognize who you called them to be. We pray that they will recognize that they are special, that they are loved, and they are capable of doing anything, Lord Jesus. We pray that they have the vision and the goals, Lord Jesus, that they will have the comp- that they will have the comp- confidence and the faith of a mustard seed to pursue it lord jesus we pray that you would protect them and lead and guide them lord jesus in their day-to-day um in their day-to-days lord jesus we pray lord jesus that you would cover them lord jesus we pray that you protect them we pray that if anybody has lost lost a loved one anybody that's dealing with suicide anybody that's dealing dealing with loss lord jesus anybody that's not feeling like themselves we pray that you remind them that they have purpose that they are loved and that they are more than enough we pray for all the soldiers lord jesus that are fighting for our freedoms lord jesus we pray for their families that are suffering we pray for their families that are sad we pray that you would cover them we pray that you would keep them we pray that you would lead and guide them lord jesus we pray that as people are divided in this world we pray that as people are disagreeing in this world we pray that they can remember lord jesus at the end of the day that you are god and that you are in full control we pray that we can stop putting our faith in people stop putting our faith in politicians stop putting in our things and things that don't matter and for people who don't and can't do anything for us lord jesus we pray that you would continue to comfort us we pray that you would continue to unite us we pray that we can just give out more love lord jesus more compassion lord jesus more joy more care more happiness lord jesus in your name we pray amen amen